Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I'm your host, Scott White. What are we looking at this time? Well, my last podcast, which was an episode of the Dave Thomas Show, I had to put that in because here in Houston we had a winter storm, and that interrupted me recording a podcast with my special guest. I recorded that podcast with my special guest, and there were technical difficulties. Now... Right here, I am recording another podcast to replace the podcast, which I should have done, but didn't do because of technical difficulties, which should have been done in the first place because of the winter storm. See how that works? Anyway, what am I looking at this time? I'm looking at the album, The Best of the Blues Brothers. This is a combination of all three of their albums, their first album, Briefcase Full of Blues, of uh, the Blues Brothers soundtrack, and Made in the USA. And of course, being the best of, in my opinion, it is the best of the three albums. You get essential Blues Brothers right here. If you already have all three of the Blues Brothers album, there may not be a reason to get this album. But if you're just introducing yourself to the Blues Brothers... This is a fantastic album. To me, this is one of the ultimate party albums. This is an album you put on at a party, you have on in the background. It's just music that gets into you. It's just, I, it's just high quality. I, I, I'm, it's, it's party music. I'm, I, I'm not making myself clear. It's kick ass, keeps the party pumping and the adrenaline going. Now, this album was produced by Paul Schaefer, and it was the last Blues Brothers album to be produced while John Belushi was still alive. They actually went on a tour, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, to promote this album. And the cover, the album cover, was actually designed by uh, John Belushi's wife. So that's a little bit of background on the music, on the album. And let's get started. So the first song on the first side is called Expressway. And this is the only new song on the album. So all the other songs after this you can find on the other three albums. And to me, it's the weakest song on the album. I don't think it was a great way to start off the album. It's a very slow-paced, plotting song. And I really think the album, if you were going to kick off the best of the Blues Brothers... It should have been something with more weight to it, more gravitas to it. Such as the next song, Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. To me, this is one of the songs synonymous with the Blues Brothers. I think this would have been a better song to kick off the album with. And I think maybe end the first side of the album with Expressway. But we go into the second song, which is Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. There is a version of this song of course, on the Blues Brothers movie soundtrack. But this is a different version. Because at the beginning, when Elwood Blues does his introduction to the song, in the movie, they're of course in Illinois, so it's the Illinois State Police, but apparently they were doing this version in California because he references the uh, California police at the beginning of the song. Thank you. 
introduction Belushi takes over the song it's been said throughout the years that Belushi was not a very strong singer and I can see that on these songs a lot of the songs Belushi is not singing he's sort of talking along with the song he doesn't do a lot of singing but he he does it with such oomph that you can forgive him because he was not a professionally trained singer. And, of course, they hired the best musicians in the world. That was the key to the Blues Brothers. That was the key to the music. They knew that the two front men were not trained musicians or not trained singers. So they got trained musicians and they got trained backup singers. And that's what elevates everything. And even though Belushi and Ackroyd may not be the best singers in the world, they blend with this band because this band is there to pump them up, to back them up. So it works. It may not have worked with anybody else, but it works with Belushi and it works with Ackroyd. And then the next song on the uh, on side one, the third song, is I Don't Know. And this is Belushi just straight talk. He's not even trying to sing on this one. Uh, but it's part of the song. This was the first Blues Brothers album that I had, and this was the song that I quoted the most because not I wasn't quoting the lyrics because they were singing it. It was just the way Belushi was saying it. It had some of the best lines. The, his, his words are being punctuated by the instruments in the band. My mama told me, my mama sat down and cried. You're too young a man. You have many women you got. I looked at my mother, dear, didn't even crack a smile. Said a women killed me. I don't mind dying. The woman I love, I wanted a week before last. The woman I love, I got outclassed. Thought I wanted you, baby, a long time ago. You don't want your step, gonna have to let you go. She said, you shouldn't say that. I said, well, baby, you know when you bend over, I see every better Christmas. When you bend back, I'm looking right into the new year. She said, honey, honey, you know I gave up cigarettes for my New Year's resolution, but I didn't give up smoking. I said, woman, woman, you gonna walk a mile for a camel? Or you gonna make like Mr. Chesterfield and satisfy me? She said, she said, that all depends on what you're packing. Regular king size. To me, this is the song that just stuck out the most to me. Not one of their most famous songs, but it was to me. This was a song that stuck out to me. Then we go to the, the next song on side one, which was uh, She Caught the Katie. And this is the only studio song on the album all the other songs on the album are live songs it's a good song but it sort of stands out on this whole album being the only studio track i wish because i don't believe there is a live version of she caught the katie 
I may be mistaken on that, but I don't believe on all the Blues Brothers albums that there was a live version with John Belushi. And I just wish they would have been able to get a live version of this song because this is the version straight off of uh, the soundtrack. And, you know, it's a, it's a good song. This is one of the songs where Belushi is actually doing some singing. It's not all sing-talking on it. And uh, we end side one with Soul Man, which is the song that the uh, Blues Brothers are known for. A lot of people uh, I've talked to, it's the Mandela Effect. They actually think the song Soul Man is in the movie Blues Brothers, and it's not. It was on Saturday Night Live. They performed it live on Saturday Night Live. But a lot of people think that that song is in the movie and that song is on the Blues Brothers soundtrack, and it's not. It was on their first album, A Briefcase Full of Blues. And, of course, this is a song that's connected to the Blues Brothers. And that is side one. It's a good side. Like I said, I would have taken Expressway and putting it at the end of side one, ended that uh, ended that first side with Expressway. That way, maybe people would have made a may have been a little more forgiving of that song, not being quite up to par with the other ones, because they would have actually been in the mood. They would mood. They would have been in the groove. They, they've heard all their favorites. They've heard uh, variations of old uh, Blues Brothers songs, something a little bit different. And I think that would have been the way... Yeah, that's, I, yeah I'm questioning Paul Schaefer. Um, but my, humble opinion. Humble opinion, I think Expressway would have been better at the end of side one. And now let's take a break with a word from one of our sponsors. I'm Miss B. And I'm Miss W. We're just a couple of anonymous teachers talking about BS in education. BS in education is a comedic podcast where we dig into what's really going on in our lives and our classrooms. So if you're a teacher, have ever had a teacher, or are the parent of a child with a teacher, we've got the inside scoop you'll want to hear. Join us this week on a BS in Education. And now back to the Dan Aykroyd podcast. Now we get to side two. And quite honestly, side two might be one of the best album sides I've ever heard. Now, I know it's easy being a greatest hits album, but remember, these were most of the Blues Brothers albums were greatest hits, so to speak, because they were taking songs by other artists. They weren't writing their own songs. So technically in all, all Blues Brothers albums are sort of a best of. And But this one... Man, this side too, it just does not stop. And it starts with Rubber Biscuit. And this is the song where Dan Aykroyd gets to shine. This is Dan Aykroyd's song. I thought Aykroyd was just as good a singer as Belushi, and I know he plays the harmonica, and to go back to the side one, there's a couple of songs where Aykroyd has a harmonica solo. So that's a, that's Aykroyd playing the harmonica. So whenever you see, whenever you see, 
whatever you hear a harmonica solo on any of these songs, it's Ackroyd. I wish Ackroyd would have had more chance to sing, and I think that happened, sadly, that happened after uh, John died. I believe he was the lead singer on more songs after that. Ackroyd and Belushi were equal singers, in my opinion, and I think maybe they could have split it better, you know, more songs for Ackroyd. Now, Belushi didn't play an instrument, and Ackroyd got to play harmonica, so maybe that was the way of evening it out. They were both lead men, but since Belushi could only sing, they let him sing, and then Ackroyd would be on the harmonica and be backup singer. He had that low voice, you know. But Rubber Biscuit, love that song, and it's and it's it's Ackroyd's shining moment on this album. Then we go back to uh, going back to Miami, and so it's so it goes going back to Miami. Uh, uh, give me some eleven. These are just two, two kick-ass songs back-to-back. Belushi is, as best as he can, he's singing his heart out. And the music is great. And Gimme Some Lovin' is just, whenever I hear that song, I just see the the dance combo that they did uh, in the movie and on Saturday Night Live. A lot of this, and this listening to this album is just going to bring back memories if you've seen the Blues Brothers, if you've seen their movie, and if you saw them on Saturday Night Live, it's just going to bring back memories when you listen to this album. And I, there's nothing really to say about, uh, you know, going back to Miami and give me some eleven. It's just that they're just two great kick-ass songs back to back. Then they have uh, the B movie Boxcar Blues, and this was the song. It was in the movie, but it was not on the movie soundtrack. And this is the song that uh, Cab Calloway brought them up to uh, the stage. And this just has a great slow build. It starts off really, really mellow. And there's uh, a break. You know, the, the Belushi and Ackroyd aren't singing. And this is a great song for the band to show off. Where you can just hear the band. So this is an almost an instrumental song. Almost. But this song just starts slow and it just builds to a fantastic crescendo at the end of the song. This is one of those songs where if you heard, I mean, all of these songs, you're going to cheer. But this is a song, if you just heard live, you would stand up and cheer at the end of this song. That's how much impact the song is. The, the song just packs right there. Because you think it's just going to, you, you think it's going to be a low monotone maybe a, a slow blues song and it's it sort of reminds me a little bit of stairway to heaven how stairway to heaven starts off slow and starts off mellow and then it just kicks itself into another gear that's exactly what this song does it just kicks itself into a higher gear and it just ends it just ends very very powerful it's a very very powerful ending and it goes right into flip flop fly and that's how the album ends uh, so these songs were played back to back. Well, apparently they they, they recorded them that way. Uh, B movie blues and flip flop fly, because like I said, one goes into the each other. I would have flipped them, and I think a great way to have ended the album was with B movie boxcar blues. That that slam and then bam and gone. 
flip-flop fly, it's not a bad way to end a movie, but I think, speaking of flip, I think if they would have flipped the final two songs on album two, on side two, uh, that would have just been a much more powerful way to end the album. It's just a very, very definite whap, and it's over. I mean, the whole album is great. The Expressway song, you can overlook it being one of the new ones. Uh, she Caught the Katie being an album, being a studio track, stands out. But all in all, you put this, it's only a 35 minute album. So the songs really, really clip by. And this is an album you could listen to, listen to side one. I have it on vinyl. Listen to side one, flip it over, listen to side two, flip it over, listen to side one, flip it over, listen to side two again. And you could listen to it back to back and still get the enjoyment and the impact of the album from start to finish. So I would recommend this album. Even if you do have, sometimes you just want something compressed. Sometimes you want a greatest hits album. I know there's a lot of purists out there that say you got to listen to the stuff that wasn't played on the radio and stuff like that. That's fine. That's what the other albums are for. But if you just want the essence of the Blues Brothers and and what they put together and how it was produced and how they sounded, then yes, get the best of the Blues Brothers. The whole album right now is on YouTube. So you can just click on it, but uh, if you if you ever find a, a vinyl copy in a thrift store or an old CD, pick it up. Pick it up and just reminisce of how it was and, and get out of your head that the blues is, you know, because we've associate the blues with this depressing, downtrodden music. And this is just, it's uplifting music. It's uplifting music. It's it's foot-tapping music. And I don't know if that's blasphemy saying that about blues music, but that's what this album is. It's very, very uplifting. It's very, very fun. Uh, maybe that's the word that I should have used at the beginning. This is a fun album. It's loaded with A1 Talent and Ackroyd and Belushi. They just... You can tell at the time when they recorded these songs that they loved doing it. Belushi fell out of love with the blues and at the end of his life started to go into punk. But all this was recorded before that happened. And Ackroyd has been a lover of the blues his entire life. Can't recommend Best of the Blues Brothers more. There is a couple... Now, there's another uh, CD out there called The Very Best of the Blues Brothers. That is not this album. What you're looking for is Best of the Blues Brothers. And it has an orange and purple cover with a couple of pictures of Dan and John on there. So that's what you're looking for. And if you're looking for a cover, I will have a picture of this in the description of the podcast. This is the one I'm reviewing. There's... There's the very best of the Blues Brothers. I haven't reviewed that. Best of the Blues Brothers. If you have it, go into your closet right now or wherever you're keeping your old vinyl. Take it out and listen to it. If you don't have it, find it on YouTube and just put it on, lie down, and just you don't have to get up and flip the album over. That's good for you too. I enjoy getting up and flipping the album over. I enjoy the cracks. I enjoy listening to this on vinyl. And if you have it, listen to it. 
And that is it. That's it. Uh, this has been a shorter, condensed version of the Blues Brothers. I promise to get the episode that I've been trying to get out for the last two. I promise I am going to work on that as best as I can and get that out to you with my very special guest. I want to thank you for putting up with these shorter podcasts. And I'll see you next time here on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. <laughs>